Blog Talk Radio. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas, you're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's Page One with LaVar and Mary on Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of Page One with LaVar and Mary. I am LaVar. So glad that you could be with us. We are now fully in the month of August. I know last week we met you, we were wrapping up July, but now we are in August, which means uh, this pretty much for some people is the last full month of really having some fun before you really kind of get back into the whole thing of school in the fall and leaving away for school or maybe headed back to the office like a lot of places are, but some places are not. Uh, We'll probably discuss that sometime throughout the show. But as usual, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am happy it's Friday. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It it feels like it's been a semi-long Yes, it is. It feels like it's been a long week, and it shouldn't feel that way, not during summer. I don't know why, but um, it's been a very long week. Uh, and I know that it will be kind of a upcoming long week for you, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit later in the show tonight. Um, uh, one of the things, I guess before I forget it, uh, make sure to join us or join me <laughs> Uh, coming up in a couple of Sundays from now, August 29th, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, brand new 411 Lounge. Uh, my guest will be Kylie Thorne. Uh, of course, we will probably discuss her family. Of course, if you know Kylie, her sister is Bella Thorne, uh, also Danny Thorne. And um, we will have a nice little sit-down chat. Uh, so that's the 401 Lounge coming up Sunday, August 29th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, Kylie Thorne. Uh, and we'll have more on Twitter and Instagram uh, as the weeks go on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm glad it's Friday. Uh, the weekend is going to be warmer in a lot of places. I am pretty sure it is going to be warmer out your way. Um I don't. I really don't know. It's like I said, it's August. I should be more excited. When I was younger, I was like so excited about the summer, so excited about the prospects of fall. But it's like I think when you get as an adult, it's the same old year round. You really don't do anything. You don't have a summer vacation. You don't have um, anything to look forward to in the fall because you're already doing what you're doing now, which continues on. <laughs> You can't change jobs like you do school. <laughs> I, unless you put it that way. 
<laughs> yeah, let's, you know, at that point, I, I, I don't know if I would want to plan it. I, I don't even know if I would want to do it that way, where it's like you start a new grade of work every year. Uh, <laughs> that would be pretty boring. Um, you know, I saw a few things before we kind of get into the stories that we got tonight. Uh, some things that have kind of uh, – no, it didn't really make the show, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless to probably discuss uh, before we kind of get fully into what we had tonight. I saw an art. Well, by the way, have you watched any of the – I know we said it last week, but have you watched any of the Olympics? No, I have not. I've been bad. Okay, you have. I you haven't have watched not. any of it, although I have caught I have caught snippets of things, so like – the horse dancing to bar music, I have seen um, the equestrian team, I mean, um, and I have seen, like, some ping pong. That was pretty awesome, just saying. Um, these guys take it very seriously, so that was fun. Um, but, yeah, no, I haven't actually I sat down and watched a, a, a section or a sport or a um, discipline throughout to the medal round. I was pretty shocked when I saw some of the sports that I guess don't really get all of the, um, I guess the spotlight that other Olympic sports get. And I was actually surprised today because uh, <laughs> one of the things that happened was in the Olympic modern pentathlon. Pentathlon, not a clock. It, it's my voice goes out. But anyway, uh, a horse refused to jump and it dashed the hopes of a gold medal contender uh, on Friday. Uh, the Olympian was in the lead after two of the five events, swimming and fencing, when she encountered the horse Saint Boy in the show jumping event. And one of the quirks of the modern uh, pentathlon is that the riders are given randomly assigned horses for the event. So bonding with them quickly is supposed to be part of the challenge. Uh, St. Boy, the horse, however, showed little interest in jumping the fences and eventually refused to move forward at all. And she was in tears. She says, I tried, but he did not want to go. I just started crying. I did not expect to make him go, and that was the reason I was crying. I felt the horse lacked confidence, but I tried my best. And she was criticized for repeatedly using the whip in an attempt to get him to uh, tackle the course. And the German Olympic Committee called for modern uh, pentathlon to change its approach so that the horse and rider are protected, adding that the welfare of animals in fair competition conditions for the athletes must be in focus. Uh, and the result left her with zero points from the round, and she eventually finished a modern one in 31st place. It's kind of unfair. Um, one of the things you don't hear about, I did not know that that could happen. Uh, but I think that the one thing overall that probably beat the Olympics was without I'm not dissing our wonderful athletes that go uh, to give their all in the Olympics, but I was a little mad because something happened today that I forgot about. And ESPN did their annual ESPN Ocho. We've mentioned it here on the show before. <laughs> if you are not familiar with ESPN Ojo, and I'm taking it that you did not watch it today, I did not I'm watch it today. No. 
So pretty much among some of the events was slippery stairs, which I love. Uh, the <laughs> jellies, yeah, the jellies marble runs. Uh, Minecraft. Oh, I love jellies. Battle. Yeah, Minecraft Battle of the Burrows was today. Uh, so they had Minecraft on ESP at Ocho. The 2021 Corgi races, the USA Mullet Championships, the 2021 U.S. Air Guitar Championships, which I saw a little bit of. That's some serious stuff. They also had the Cow Chip Throwing Contest. Um, Also, a little while ago, they had the 2021 Cornhole World Championships. And coming up later tonight, it is the Death Diving World Championship. So if you still have a little bit of time to catch ESPN Ocho on ESPN2, watch it. I think those should be Olympic sports. At least the cornhole one, for sure. And the cow chip throwing contest. I mean, that's like discus. I did not know that Minecraft was a part of that. I didn't either until you said that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you might be able to see a replay probably on ESPN2, or you might be able to see it somewhere online. But, yes, they did have Minecraft. So, uh, yeah, uh, ESPN. And they only do it once every, like, while. They don't do it like they really should, uh, which I'm far more interested in that stuff than probably anything else that's on TV. Um, so, yeah, if you like that type of thing. But like I said, uh, we are now in the month of August, What's so the there's a lot ball? of things. That, uh, you know what? No dodgeball this year. They talked about that because they showed the exciting dodgeball ending from last year where Team USA, I think, was down to its final participant, and they came back and won. <laughs> uh, but no dodgeball. So I was a little disappointed with that. So... Death diving, I'm at, and I'm really disappointed I missed slippery stairs, which is I think should be an Olympic sport. <laughs> so you need to make it fun. If you want to make the Olympics fun, and like I said, nothing against the other people who try so hard in their respective sports, but I think that you need to add on a rotating basis at least two fun events that people are going to watch. Something that so. doesn't require a lot, like you need the beer belly sports is what I call them. Right. So you know, that like I don't the, feel bad. They're still athletes. I'm not saying that's yeah. Right. They're still athletes, but they're, they're, they could be my dad. Right. You know, like axe throwing, I could do that. Doesn't take much. You know, uh, do I saw a disturbing video once again of somebody throwing an axe and the axe hit off of the plank that they were throwing on and it bounced back. Uh, and they had just so happened turned a specific way, and it missed them, which is very dangerous. Uh, I'm not sure if you need to probably start having like some type of like protective, like I don't I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't feel bad, you know. Uh, cornhole, anybody could do that. I've seen a guy who probably weighed about 300 pounds doing cornhole, you know. So who knows? Uh, but. Some of the things that are going on, uh, there's a lot of things this month uh, as we look at the Almanac. And August is National Dog Month. Uh, It is also Family Fun Month. It is Children's Eye Health and Safety Month. 
Black Business Month, Happiness Happens Month, uh, International Peace Month. It's Medic Alert Awareness Month, and I'm so like mad at myself that I did not have the uh, clip from the Medic Alert uh, <laughs> commercial. Um, it is National Back to School Month. It is also National Brownies at Brunch Month. Does anybody have brunch anymore? I still have brunch, but I've not had brownies at brunch. So gotta have br- I'm going to have brownies at brunch. By the way, yes, and I almost had a brownie today at lunch, not brunch. I was at, well, I don't want to say, the, well, can I say Starbucks? Well, I just said, I just did. Um, you just said it, but yeah. I went, I went there and I grabbed a cookie, which was actually pretty good. I didn't have it warmed up, though. Uh, but they had a brownie. And I was kind of like a little bit taken aback back because they want it almost like $3.65 for said piece of brownie or cookie. Am I out of like range? I thought that stuff used to be like a little bit cheaper. Well, I mean, that's I how much it costs for the box to make it, so. I guess so. I guess you got to make a profit. But uh, it is also National Catfish Month, Crayon Collection Month, uh, Eye Exam Month, Goat Cheese Month. It is uh, Golf Month, Hair Loss Awareness Month, Immunization Awareness Month, uh, Panini Month, and Sandwich Month, Water Quality Month, Romance Awareness Month. So, yes, uh, those are a few of the things that are going on. And if you wonder, this week, uh, this week was National Cleanse Your Skin Week. It is also World breastfeeding week and there's a story that we're going to talk about that has something to do with that uh the first full weekend of august is twins days did not know that hmm. um how dare you not know I, that? I i did not know that uh, <laughs> the you third all people cycle should know that uh, uh you you would think uh, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally begins the Friday before the first full week of the month. Uh, that's a different story in itself, and I know it's been trending. Uh, International Clown Week is coming up. Uh, Farmer's Market Week. Uh, Stop on Red Week. <laughs> Kool-Aid Days is the second week. Uh, Elvis Week is the week of the 16th. Uh, and then National Management Training Week is the third week of August, and last week sees Be Kind, a Humankind Week, International Bat Nights, uh, and Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over, or Ride Sober or Get Pulled Over, which is two weeks before and through Labor Day. But today, if you've been around, um, August, let's say August 6th, uh, it is National Root Beer Float Day. I don't think I okay. kind of remember. Did you say did you say you were not a fan of root beer floats? I I'm not. I don't like root beer. So see, well, yeah, I, I, I thought I, I thought I remembered that. Don't I was necessarily go together. Maybe you just haven't had the right root beer. I think if you had like A and W. I've had A and W, and I'll have their float. I am surprised. 
Uh, National Fresh Breath Day uh, is also National Wiggle Your Toes Day, International Beer Day, and National Water Balloon Day. And tomorrow uh, it is Purple Heart Day, National Lighthouse Day, Raspberries and Cream Day, uh, National Play Outside Day, uh, National Disc Golf Day. It is also Jamaican Patty Day, National Mustard Day, Mead Day. And then on Sunday, it is uh, Global Sleep Under the Stars Night, uh, National Happiness Happens Day, Frozen Custard Day, CBD Day, (laughs) National Dollar Day, Spirit of 45 Day. And this is a weird one. It is National Sneak Some Zucchini Into Your Neighbor's Porch Day. Don't ask me what that Keep that entails. one more time, because I think I heard that wrong. Repeat no, that one more time, just please. National, on Sunday, it is National Sneak Some Zucchini Into Your Neighbor's Porch Day. I thought it would be onto your neighbor's porch, but it says into your neighbor's porch. Um, and I guess I should explain, but it says it offers gardeners a way to rid themselves of extra produce. And for some, this day offers a way to get their garden or, or get rid of uh, to rid their garden of an overproducing squash plant. And then it says, did you know that zucchini was a fruit? Uh, it grows in abundance and is ready for harvest in August. And it is also uh, incredibly helpful with weight loss. The produce is low in calories, high in fiber, and full of water. As such, when you eat it, your tummy doesn't feel empty, and it says hopefully you're less likely to overeat. And it says, when you receive a zucchini on your porch, you can savor the delicious squash. Eat it fresh by slicing it. Other ways to use it are to shred it and freeze it in freezer bags to use later. Baking it into quick breads and delivering it to a neighbor will also please them. And adding it to slices to tomato sauces or pasta dishes, you can make ratatouille or grilled a zucchini. Or you can so. use it for your le- wrapping around your legs to... Uh cook you while you're doing a pedicure. I think that would be, is it the same as the cucumber? Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. I guess I guess you can. Uh, I mean, on, why not, right? Right, why not? What the heck? <laughs> and then on Monday, it's National Book Lover Day. <laughs> Tuesday, sees National Lazy Day, National Shapewear Day, and National S'mores Day. Mm. Um, August 11th, it is Global Kinetic Sand Day, as well as Sons and Daughters Day. Uh, And I know that uh, upon hearing that, I'm pretty sure that your daughter now will want uh, a gift for that day. Uh, (laughs) And then August 12th. No, she won't. (laughs) uh, And then August 12th sees us with National Julianne Fries Day, Vinyl Record Day, and National Middle Child Day. So, Which I am not. You are not. You are not. I am but, not. Uh, so the middle child in your family, you I guess. Is, you know what? I asked that question a while back, and I think in a way, technically, I am. Well, what is middle of four? Middle of four... Would it be the third person? But if you are set... Would it be the second and the third person? I believe so. So if that is the case, then that would be my sister and then myself. So, yeah. 
But my sister, who is older than I am, I don't know if – I don't know how that works. So someone has to explain <laughs> that to me. How works. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how – I'm curious now as to how that works. But but you also have the whole twin thing, so that doesn't that doesn't help either. No, it does not. So is it so, the middle of four or is it the middle of three? Uh we will have to go to the judges on that one. Uh, as for now, I'm going to say it technically counts, question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, not, now you got me. Hmm. I don't know. I think so. I'm counting myself as a middle child. That that's what I'm going to do right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we touched on uh, National Breastfeeding uh, Week, and this week, and I swore we've talked about this story before. Uh, but every year around this time comes up the story of Coco Austin. And if you know who Coco Austin is, uh, she was a model who married actor Ice T, and. She uh, is. She does a lot of things online, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and she has made it no secret that even with their five-year-old, uh, she still breastfeeds her, and she doesn't plan on stopping. And uh, she said to her daughter, Chanel, still likes my boobs. She's five years old. A lot of people are like, oh, you're not getting the nutrition after two years old. Why do it? And she says, and I'm like, my child's eating steak and hamburger. She just likes a little snack every now and then, and more of the bonding between us and the mother. Why well, take that away from her? She said that the routine is less about nutrition and more about comfort. She said she loves on it, and it's not like she's getting milk from it, but she's getting her little snack, and it's kind of soothing her to sleep. She says, I don't want to deprive her of something she wants just because society says you need to stop after two. Uh, according to the internationally board-certified lactation consultant, Hilary Sadler, she says that there's no magic age when mom should stop breastfeeding uh, and that it should happen when both mother and child are ready. She also had told USA Today in an interview that there's a stigma about breastfeeding beyond the first year in the U.S. She says, I hear uh, all the time of moms feeling pressured or moms who stop early because they felt the pressure of the world judging them. She says it doesn't matter whether you're weaning at three months or three years, if you're not mentally and emotionally ready, you're going to regret it. But it does get harder to wean the older that they get. Uh, and, of course, it's not the first time that Coco's talked about her views on breastfeeding. In November of 2020, uh, she had posted a meme to her Instagram account indicating no end in sight. Um, so uh, I guess I cannot answer that question. Um but <laughs> you have breasts. <laughs> I was gonna put, I was gonna think of the clip from uh, Meet the Parents, but uh, <laughs> um. So I have breasts. Can you can you milk me, Greg? So I guess I shall leave it to another mom. Um, a lot of people I've seen. Some are supportive. Others are like, oh no. You're supposed to stop because it's going to get harder to uh, wean them off. Um, 
is there a time or should we just kind of in our own way just say, hey, good for you? You know, I mean, of course, no one is judging because that's if that's what she does. It's what she does. Who are we to say? But I guess the consensus here is, uh, is it really beneficial to go past a certain age or pretty much when both parties feel that they no longer need to do that? I mean, okay. I'm somewhere in between. Um, I breastfed my child. I'm sure that will be the most embarrassing clip that she'll ever have in her entire life. Um, but I was also <laughs> breastfed as a child. So so there you go. Like, there was breastfeeding in my family. Um, I made the decision early on that um, when I was going to start weaning my child off of breast milk. But that was also mm-hmm. something that was that I had made in my mind that's when I need to start. Um, it ended up being at about eight months. Um, and it was mostly due to um, work and then development for my child. Other people breastfed, or breastfed or breastfeed longer, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's some people that can't breastfeed at all. And, again, right. there's nothing wrong with that. The, the, the thing comes down to what works best for you and your family. And if she and her daughter have bonding experience and they're okay with continuing to do so, then they can continue to do so. At some point, however, her child is going to have to get weaned up because they're not going to be able to do so because they're going to be in school. Um, And that may cause more issue on a societal front versus a health and safety kind of front. Um, So uh, although I applaud her for sticking to her guns, I always have. Um, I may not agree with a lot of the things she does, but my God, she, she knows who she is and she, that's how she lives her life. And that's it. Um, I ain't mad at her for that. Um, I'm just somewhere in between. It's one of those weird things that I can see the fallout coming, and I feel bad Mm -hmm. for that because, again, there's that the stigma is going to end up being an emotional and a mental problem to the child at some point. The child's still trying to figure out who they are. Do you think it's more or less like a U.S. thing because we're like, oh, you're out of timeline. Yeah, it absolutely. Be I mean, I've noticed other yeah, foreign no, countries. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's not a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. In other foreign countries, they don't have to have like mom rooms so that people can go and sit and breastfeed or pump or whatever. I don't know. There's a mom room for that. Why? Why? Is there a room with a door where they can cover up if they want to? Fine. I used to throw a blanket over top of my kid. You know. It was, I'd sit wherever it was comfortable. Most of the time it was my car because that was the most comfortable spot to sit at the time. Or I was in a house or whatever, but it would be a blanket. And my, sh- it was, it was quick release, quick put back on and we're good to go. But, you know, it was like burp, 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 here you go. Like it was fast. I never left 
I never left the room in shame to go and breastfeed my child. Whereas friends of mine did. And Mm. I thought that was odd. And maybe that's because I was raised by a mom that was raised in a different country. Like she was from a different country. So we didn't have that kind of stigma in our house. Um, And we didn't have to live up to any of that kind of stigma. But, yes, absolutely it's the U.S. versus other countries. Absolutely the U.S. The U.S., as open as everybody says we are about things, we're very prudish. We're very keep it behind closed doors or do innuendos or, you know, kind of hide it and then joke about it. It's not very much – it's not like you can go out there and go, hey, blank, and have people like – be okay with it. Wow. Yeah, I would say for now, you know, hey, you know, Coco, do you. You know, don't worry about what other people are talking about. And if that helps the both of you and it helps her to, you know, be calm and it helps you to still have, you know, or feel like you're doing your sense of duty, do it. So um, normally at this time we will have either an interesting factoid or uh, commentary. Tonight, an interesting factoid. Um, August 8th, 1969. Uh, that should be a very important date in music history. At 11.35 that morning, a photographer was given only 10 minutes of, of an album cover that album cover was the album cover for Abbey Road for the Beatles. It is the only original UK Beatles album sleeve to show neither the artist name nor the album title on its front cover. It was the idea of Apple Records executive uh, John Kosh. Let me talk a little bit more about John in a minute. But despite EMI claiming that the record wouldn't sell without this information, he later explained that, quote, we didn't need to write the band's name on the cover. They were the most famous band in the world. The front cover was a photograph of the group on a zebra crossing based on ideas that Paul McCartney had sketched. And on the 8th of August, 1969, outside EMI Studios on Abbey Road at 11.35 that morning, the photographer, uh, Lane McMillan, was given only 10 minutes to take the photo while he stood on a stepladder and a policeman held up traffic behind the camera. McMillan took six photographs, which McCarthy examined, with a magnifying glass before deciding which would be used on the album sleeve. And in the image selected by McCarthy, the group walked across the street in single file from left to right with Lennon leading, followed by Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison. McCartney is barefoot and out of step with the others, except for Harrison. The group are wearing suits designed by Tommy Neuter. And a white 1968 Volkswagen Beetle is to the left of the picture, parked next to the zebra crossing, which belonged to one of the people living in the block a flat across from the recording studio. Uh, after the album was released, according to people, the number plate was repeatedly stolen from the car. Uh, John Tosh, the interesting thing is he is an art director who has designed a lot of album covers. And among them is uh, he's done uh, – or a lot of his uh, more prominent graphics, they're exhibited at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, among them is the 10,000 Maniacs 1987 album, In My Tribe. 
uh, two albums from Aerosmith, uh, Bad Company, Bad Finger. Uh, along with Abbey Road, he also did the Beatles' 1970 Let It Be, a lot of Jimmy Buffett's albums. Also, the Eagles' 1976 Hotel California, which ranks number six on Rolling Stone's 100 Best Album Covers of All Time. He's also done it for Electric Light Orchestra, for Marvin Gaye, for John Lennon and Yoko Ono, Carol King, and a host of others, including Richard Pryor, Linda Ronstadt, the Rolling Stones, Bill Spector, Rod Stewart, and even the Who. So that's your interesting factoid today, uh, the anniversary of the Abbey Road album cover, which I mentioned that because someone here will hopefully get a chance to stop by Abbey Road, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the program. I hope you do. I hope that's on your list. That's on my list. That's 100% on my list. Yes. So we're at the halfway point tonight. That takes me now to our retro moment of the week. And this is going to be a little bit different this week. Retro moment of the week is not just commercials. It's moments. And one of the moments is from uh, author, actor, comedian, musician, radio personality, advertising creative director, puppeteer Stan Freeberg. If you are not familiar with Stan Freeberg's work, Stan Freeberg probably was the last great uh, radio comedian as, as he came along in the late 50s at the end, really, of network radio. But the retro moment of the week tonight, it began really kind of at the, really the big beginnings of his career when people really started to know him. Uh, something that he did for Capitol Records. Uh, February 10th, 1951, over 70 years ago um, uh, now, he produced uh, satirical recordings about popular culture. One of his most notable releases, which we will play tonight, was a parody that consisted title characters doing nothing but repeating each other's names. Some radio stations refused to play it, believing it to be an actual romantic conversation between two real people. He did a follow-up to it, but it was this one that kind of got him out there um, and well-known among people. He only says two words, but it became controversial, and I'm pretty sure he loved it. So here's the retro moment of tonight. I'm not even going to explain what those two words were. You'll have to hear it for yourself, and you'll probably chuckle along. But remembering Stan Freeberg, who uh, passed away on uh, – or who was born, I'm sorry, August 7th, 1926. Uh, but tonight's retro moment, and we'll be back in a moment with page one here on Blog Talk Radio. John! Marcia! John! Marcia. John? Uh, Marcia. John? Marcia? John? Marcia? John? Marsha. 
Sean. Marsha, Marsha, John, 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 Marsha, John, Marsha. You're listening to Page One with Lavar and Mary on Block Talk Radio. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. I'm going to leave up to you if they were doing <laughs> <laughs> he technically said three words. Well, three. Oh, it really opens. <laughs> yeah. Upon its release, John and Marsha reached number twenty-one on the charts and stayed there for three weeks. <laughs> and a lot of, like I said, stations uh, didn't want to play it because they felt it was uh, uh, back and forth dialogue. <laughs> Uh, huh? They thought it was risque. Pretty much. <laughs> so yes. So that was John and Marsha from Stanford. <laughs> yep. Marsha. Yeah. Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> A little questionable there when that uh, occurred, but uh yeah. Don't know what happened to poor John. But um uh, <laughs> the annals of radio history. We shall never. <laughs> yes, we'll never know. <laughs> um, TikTok is kind of the uh, subject of a couple of things here. If we can get through all the stories here tonight, but I was <laughs> a little bit interested this week because it's so in, it's so enthralling how people do things, and at the same time how we follow. Uh, things and do it when we see it. But it's not the first time that this has occurred, and I'm pretty sure it will not be the last. But this week, uh, TikTok got a couple of uh, stories uh, about uh, what they do. One sad, another one a word of warning. 
uh, one TikTok star uh, who is Timbo the Redneck, uh, who was only 18, was killed pulling donuts in his front yard. Uh, he was pulling a stunt in his truck, his family had revealed, and he boasted more than 200,000 followers, and he was pulling donuts in a front yard when he was thrown out of the window and the truck rolled on top of him. Uh, and his devastated mother confirmed the sad news on her son's TikTok and Instagram pages. Um, and uh, she had gone on to say that he won't be making any more videos, no more videos at all. He was in a bad accident yesterday and didn't make it. And she wanted to thank everybody for all of the fans that he had and how he loved TikTok. And she said that how he wouldn't listen to her, and he was like, i got to do this TikTok. And she went on to reveal that um, she was, her heart was broken, as any parent would be. And she was trying to help with money for the funeral via GoFundMe. And uh, it's such a tragic story. And I know in, in doing things for TikTok, uh, you know, other people will see it and probably want to attempt it themselves. And then from a way other different uh, a spectrum of it, there is a honey challenge that's now going on where TikTokers are eating frozen honey. And experts are saying that it could give them diarrhea. Um, honey is great, but using it to get a lot of followers and a lot of attention and having it in excess amounts is crazy, according to a registered dietitian. Uh, the latest trend to take over TikTok, uh, it's more specifically freezing a water bottle full of honey and then squeezing the contents out so a long, somewhat solid-looking shaft of golden honey oozes out of the top before you take a massive bite. The trends exploded across the app with thousands of videos having been made. The hashtag frozen honey been viewed nearly 600 million times. Uh, and the hashtag frozen honey challenge has been viewed more than 80 million times. And some people have mixed honey with corn syrup to make the honey less dense, while others have made their own concoctions of corn syrup and candy, which when frozen have a similar texture to the chilled honey. Uh, it's unclear where exactly the trend originated. Uh, it's been a staple of YouTube channels devoted to the Autonomous Sensory uh, Iridian Response, also known as uh, ASMR, in which content creators eat frozen honey to create sounds that some people find relaxing. Uh, some people on TikTok claim that after they tried the honey, they felt sick or were running for the bathroom with diarrhea. Uh, part of the issue is just how much honey that people are consuming. And experts say small amounts of honey aren't a health concern. Eating a fifth or more of a bottle can be a sugar overload. Um, but it's not the first time, like I said, these things have happened. So the question here tonight is, with any type of, quote, challenge, and it almost feels like this is protecting the <laughs> protecting the weak, I'll put it through here. I'm not going to say the other word I was thinking of, but protecting the weak on this. But should videos like this where these challenges that we know aren't entirely safe or could pose some health risk, should social media sites such as TikTok or wherever it's at or on YouTube, should they post warnings in addition to the video or should they start flagging them and maybe taking them off? I mean, good luck with either one of those options. I mean, they would work, I think, if you would have those options to do, but I just, I don't, 
I don't know that it's going to stop it, unfortunately. I feel like... I guess I'm feeling like that the people that those challenges are usually aimed towards and are done by are people that, and no offense to these people, I'm just using an old saying that my dad used to say with with us in my household, their frontal lobes are not fully developed. Um, so they have no decision-making skills whatsoever. Um I, I really do. And maybe I'm turning into that lady that's that get off my lawn kind of lady in my old age. Hmm. There's a lot of people jumping off the bridge. And because so-and-so is jumping off the bridge and getting 10 million views, I'm going to jump off the bridge and get 10 million views. And that's going to turn out to be the same exact thing when I jump off the bridge. Right. I, I, I think there's a lot of people that are yeah, I, I wish there was a way that you could just flag it or add a, a add a warning, and and that should be the content creators should be adding those warnings on their own. But I don't know that they are, and that's it, it's sad overall. So I'm kind of yeah, it's a Tide Pod challenge all over again. Pretty much, because you know, and it's so sad that uh, the other TikTok star that passed away doing something for entertainment value. Um, when something is dangerous like that didn't have to be done. It wasn't like he was doing something simple, but he was doing something that carried a risk of uh, something bad happening. And it's just a shame. And like I said, our condolences to his family because that's that's heartbreaking, you know, I'm sure for his mom to lose her son uh, for something that, you know, she tried to stop him into doing that he felt the need to do it. And it's just, it's it's so senseless. And, you know, I'm almost waiting for something, unfortunately, as to where with this honey challenge that somebody has way too much of it and gets extremely sick. Um, we hope that that does not happen, but ugh, please, people, <laughs> show a little smarts when you decide to follow these challenges, but I don't know. Uh, Taking a look um, really quick at what is trending uh, online, Uh, WWE SmackDown is trending tonight, Um, and also uh, the, uh, (laughs) uh, I guess there have been some releases from WWE, those people are trending. also, uh, 404 TWT Selfie Day, as fans of YouTuber George Not Found celebrate the fandom selfie day that is held on the seventh day of every month. Uh, that is trending. Uh, George Carlin is trending because someone had placed out the question, if you were to resurrect one comedian, who would you pick? So a lot of people are saying George Carlin. Oh, there's a lot of good ones. Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah. Uh, I With think George, George Carlin, Carlin well, only, yeah. I think only because of everything that's happening right now, and I think people would love to hear what his thoughts were on specific they, things. They talk about it, yeah. I would love to see, hear his opinion on this. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Sturgis is trending. Sturgis motorcycle rev, uh, revs up 
drawing thousands and heightening Delta super spreader fears. Uh, also, uh, Robin Williams, it is trending now. Uh, Ashley Babbitt is trending because her family is filing a $10 million wrongful death suit against the U.S. Capitol Police. Their attorney says that she was ambushed by the officer who shot her and given no warning or uh, no verbal command. Um, yeah. Uh, really? Also, yeah, I know. I, I read that, and I'm sorry, you know, but the thing is, is that um, there's a lot of people who have commented on that tonight. A lot of good comments, which uh, I, I don't. A lot of people are saying the family's trying to grift their way off of, you know, what happened to her, and. As someone said here, uh, how in the blank do you get ambushed when you break into the Capitol with a group of terrorists and then try to jump through a busted-out window to get at members of Congress? Just saying. Uh, so a lot of people with opinions tonight with that one. Uh, Rift Tour is trending as well as Ariana Grande kicks off Fortnite's in-game Rift Tour concert series on Friday, which will also feature four encores throughout the weekend. Uh, and then... Carl is trending because new photos of content creators uh, Sapnap and Carl Jacobs meeting up again have their fans celebrating. Do you know who those guys are? Yeah, they're part of the Dream SMP. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and, and I know you, that's, that's clear for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's pretty much clear for me. I was, I was pretty much good. Uh, yeah. And uh, Suicide Squad is trending. Um, and as someone said, if you're watching Suicide Squad this weekend, don't skip the credits. So, uh, are you a big Suicide Squad fan? No, because they've ruined it. Um, yay for movies ruining things. Um, but I probably will watch uh, some of the rest of it. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to skip. Plus, I'm a Marvel girl. I've already told you that I'm a Marvel girl. I know, but I thought you might watch Suicide Squad. I thought you might be welcoming and opening to all of everything. I didn't know. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm going to skip the last story tonight because the other story that I had uh, involves one of us. Uh, next week, uh, one of us will be on the road. Uh, it will not be me. Uh, one of us will be out of the country. Oh, it it will not be me. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you, ma'am, are going to where? Um, a place that's not my house. There we go. So. <laughs> I'm on the road again. On the road again. Just yeah, on the road get, again. Does, does anybody even know that song anymore? Uh, I would hope so. You know what? I would think they would because Willie Nelson, being as he is a lover of uh, of a fine specialty cigarette, I think a lot of the youth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just can't wait to get know, on the road again. I think a lot of the youth know who he is. Uh, so yeah, um, 
I think they know. I don't know if they know that song, but which is a shame. I don't know how you don't. But yeah. Um, but I had some interesting things about, uh, just for geography's sake, about the UK. Um, just to kind of help most of you out here. Um, the most popular music genre in the UK, do you know what it is? Pop. Yes. Uh, 33% of sales is pop. Followed by hip-hop and R&B, uh, 24.5%, and then rock at 22.6%. The most popular sport in the U.K., this should be an easy one. Football, but we call it soccer. Yes. Uh, it is football. Do you know the second most popular sport? Rugby? Christmas? Yes. It is rugby union, ah. which is uh, the second most popular sport, followed by cricket. So, yes. Um, but I was more interested, and I did a little bit of research here uh, in regards to, of course, with literature, we all know when it comes to William Shakespeare. Uh, and then, of course, eight of the top ten of 100 novels by British writers chosen by a BBC poll of global critics were written by women, uh, which uh, included uh, George Eliot, uh, otherwise known as Marianne Evans, Virginia Woolf, uh, Charlotte and Emily Bront, and Mary Shelley. Uh, so, yeah, and of course, with music, we all know uh, the Beat beside the Beatles. <laughs> um, one of their foremost living composers, which is Sir Harrison Britwhistle, uh, also the folks from over across the pond that you know, uh, besides the Beatles, of course, the Rolling Stones, uh, also uh, Pink Floyd, Queen, Led Zeppelin, the Bee Gees, and Elton John. Um, so, yeah. Uh, a lot of art, a lot of cinema, of course, Alfred Hitchcock, uh, the great British director, which I think a lot of people think of him as more of American, but he's British. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. And uh, I was interested also in the food uh, and tea, high tea, which is served, I do believe, between 5 and 7 p.m. So uh, for those who may be partaking in those type of things. Uh, it is something that I don't think it's one of the things that we think too much about. It is uh, high tea is the evening meal, which is sometimes associated with the working class, but in reality enjoyed by all classes uh, between five and seven. It's called, it was called a meat tea in the past. Um, and it consists high tea of a hot dish followed by cakes and bread butter and jam, to start cold cuts of meat, which is ham salad. <laughs> but there is a stereotypical expression. Huh? That is a lot of food for tea. You should see the breakfast. The breakfast is another thing. Uh, but uh, 
the stereotypical expression you'll have you'll have had your tea is used to parody people from Edinburgh uh, as being rather stingy with hospitality. Um, but yes, uh, a lot of the food, uh, holy cow, man, the breakfast alone, uh, there is middle of the day uh, in the UK. Uh, you know, the American breakfast is far different um, than it is in other countries here. We will probably put a little bit of everything together, but in the uh, UK, uh, contemporary, a weekday breakfast may involve a cereal dish such as muesli, porridge or cereal, or toast, or simply bread with jam or marmalade. Is it marmalade or marmalade? Oh, you got I have no idea. Do it in an English accent, I'll tell you no. Uh, it is usually uh, simply a bread spread with jam or marmalade. <laughs> I think it's paid. <laughs> uh, the traditional breakfast most associated with Britain and Ireland remains, however, the full breakfast of eggs, which is either fried, scrambled, or poached, with bacon and sausage, usually with mushrooms, tomatoes, baked beans, fried bread, black pudding or white pudding, and toast. Uh, so, yes, there is quite a bit. The full Scottish breakfast tends to omit pork sausages and have beef sausages or lamb haggis instead. <laughs> oh, and don't forget porridge the kippers. Also, yes, porridge also is uh, popular. Uh, so, yes, there is uh, a lot to learn still. But, of course, uh, <laughs> we hope that uh, by next Friday that you can report on those things back to us. And we hope that things work out as to where you're able to join us uh, next Friday night uh, from on the road. Uh, but safe travels to you, my friend. Uh, uh, have fun. Please tell everybody over there about page one if you can. Uh, I, feel, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, our friends over the UK, well, yeah, they do listen if to I us. So for, that, I can consider that a business expense. Yes. So, you know, to our friends over in the UK, uh, do they say just hello or good day, or how does that usually work? I'm not. I'm going with hello until somebody tells morning. me cheers. <laughs> no, that's Irish. Top of the morning is Irish, oh. and that's if you want to get shot. <laughs> we'll work on it. But uh, do you have – the clock on the wall is telling me it's just about time to go. Do you have any shout-outs for this week? Uh, not for this week. We'll see how it goes for next week. <laughs> I may be ready to go. Um, but, no, this week I'm good. Uh, it's been a long week, so to mirror your, your sentence from the beginning of the show, top of the show, it was a long week and we're through. So happy Friday to everyone. Have a good weekend. All that good jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, only shout out that I have this week is to a very special person that I know will probably listen to this show uh, hopefully soon and brush up on homework because in a couple of weeks, uh, if they are feeling better, uh, they will, because Mary will be on the road and she will not be. Uh, she'll be with us next week, hopefully, but uh, she will not be with us on the 20th, I believe, 
um, was it 20, mm-hmm. 20, 20, uh, but the 20th, someone, yeah. will, someone will be filling in for her on the 20th. Uh, hopefully she is feeling well right now. She is under the weather. Uh, but I hope that she is, uh, doing better day by day. Um, but with that, no other shout outs. Wait, except I to say, a, sorry, sorry. I have one now. Well, two actually. So one <laughs> happy birthday, pony. Totally forgot about that. Birthday today. So, happy birthday, oh. Pony. And then two. Wait, wait. Um, oh, go ahead. I, I can't fly the clip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I waiting for? Could you do the happy birthday again? Uh, happy birthday, Pony. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Sorry about that. Right. And then the second was to thank my replacement in a couple of weeks. So I do hope that she does feel better and to thank her for filling in my shoes. They are kind of small, so you don't have a lot to worry about. Um, but I think it'll be a fun, it'll be fun for me to listen to, to listen back and be like, man, here we go. Take some pointers, you know? No, no, it's it's going to be fun for you to listen to, nervous for me as I get another gray hair, but uh, <laughs> we'll still see. Uh, if she's feeling better by then, she will be here. Otherwise, I might be flying solo on that uh, night, but uh, yeah, definitely in the meantime, folks, thank you so much for listening to both of us. Uh, Mary's in the road next week. She'll join us from her undisclosed location, <laughs> even though we've given hints, but uh For Mary, I am Lavar. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Central, here on page one on Blog Talk Radio. Good night, everybody.
listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple.